Nidaram Perik Dalit Mishnah Dalit four four. The chapter continues to discuss about the halachas that apply to a situation in which a mudar hanamachavero, where you have two people, Reuven and Shimon, and Reuven is forbidden to get benefit from Shimon by force of a neder. So again, we discuss more things that Shimon could do for Reuven, which are not considered to be hanaos that would be forbidden under such a neder. Mishnah says hamudar hanamachavero. When a person's standing in a situation where he can't get benefit from his friend, so this is Reuven can't get benefit from Shimon, Nechnes Levakro, if Reuven gets sick and he needs to be visited, there's a mitzvah from the Torah of Bikracholim, and Shimon is allowed to be Mavakar to visit him. But Omer Avalo Yoshev, when Shimon goes to visit Reuven, he must stay standing and he cannot sit. The reason why is because when one does the mitzvah of it can be fulfilled by standing, no need to sit down, and um, one certainly cannot charge for doing the mitzvah. But since it's not obligatory to sit, one could charge for sitting down. And our mission is assuming that we're in a situation, a place and time, in which people who came to visit and sat down did charge for those services. They sat and bided their time with the chola, kept them company, took care of them, and were paid for sitting with them. That being the case, if this shimon would go and visit Reuven and sit down while he was visiting the sick Reuven. That would be sort of essentially saving him money because he would otherwise perhaps have to hire someone to sit with him and therefore would be forbidden to do Bikr while sitting. Nowadays, I don't think that's really how it works. People do not charge for Bikr even when they're sitting down. And that being the case, it would be permitted ostensibly um, to sit, not like what our Mishnah says. Now, what about acting as a doctor? Says the Mishnah, Umarapehu Rufuas Nefesh, Shimon may heal Reuven. Rufus Nefesh here means any personal healing, so that means whatever's making a Reuven sick, Shimon as a doctor can heal him. Uh, that's not considered to be a benefit to him because healing the sick is, um, a poor, is a part of the mitzvah of Hashavas Aveda. The Gemara learns out Vashavosa Lo. The extra Lo comes to add his person being restored to him, his personal health. And that being the case, um, Shimon could act as doctor to Reuven. That's permitted because uh, it's a mitzvah. Um, but, says the Mishnah, while healing him personally is okay, of a low refuas mamon, he, Shimon, may not heal Reuven's money. What that means is, let's say that, you know, Reuven's horse is sick and Shimon has no veterinary experience, so Shimon can't go and help Reuven because that's essentially um, providing with a financial benefit. Now, the truth is that really healing the sick animal would also be a part of the mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda, but that's only where no one else could help, you know, Reuven and his sick horse. There's no one else to do it. So then Shimon really technically could actually help him um, to do what it takes to make sure that the horse, horse is okay. But in a situation which other people, like another vet, let's call it, is around, um, then, then Shimon cannot help, because it's essentially saving him money. Um, if you'll ask, well, then why doesn't the same thing apply to healing him personally as a doctor, since that's also a mitzvah of Aveda? The answer is that the Gemara sees that there's something peculiar to each and every doctor. Not everyone can heal everyone. It sort of depends on what's called their, their mazel. Um, and that being the case, as the Gemara puts it, lo min hakol adam zochel israpeh, not every person has the merit with his mazel to heal. So therefore, every doctor is different. So therefore, if he can do it, he can't just pass to somebody else. Whereas when it comes to healing animals, whoever knows what to do can do it.
The Gemara says that while he can't get involved as a vet to actually, you know, physically do what it takes to heal the animal, if there's someone else to do it, he could give free advice, since advice is free, on telling him, you know, what to feed the animal and so on. That would be permitted because he wouldn't charge for that. Um, that assumes no one's paying for that advice. Nowadays, I think people do pay for consultations, even with vets. And that being the case, it would be forbidden if there's someone else to go to for Shimon to give, you know, veterinary advice to Reuven regarding his sick animal. Okay. Now, what about Verochetz Imo Bambatia Gadola? What about taking a bath together? So in the time of the Mishnah, you've seen elsewhere, they bathe in public baths, and the question is, can both Reuven and Shimon get in the, the bath in the public bathhouse together? So the thought is that when they're in together, so, you know, oftentimes there's not enough water to go around, the water level isn't high enough, and you know who wants to be in a shallow bath as opposed to a full bath. So the thought is that when um, Shimon gets in the bath with Reuven, Shimon raises the water level because he displaces water. That makes the water go higher, and that's a great benefit to Reuven. He's happy to have more water in his bathtub. Um, you know, he would pay an extra, whatever it is, an extra shekel to have more water in the tub to make a more geschmack bath experience. That being the case, um, if that's going to happen, if Shimon's going to be raising the water level to benefit Reuven, it would be forbidden. However, if Shimon's presence has a negligible difference, um, which would be the case in a very large tub, you know, then Shimon goes in and he displaces, you know, his body volume of water, but it's just, you know, whatever it is, a half a centimeter of water. So presumably that's not of any value. It's negligible. Reuven would not pay extra money to have an extra half a centimeter of water in the bathtub. And that being the case, um, it would be permitted for Shimon to go in the bath with him. So that's what the Mishnah says here. It says, Shimon could bathe with Reuven in a large tub of a loba katana, but not in a small tub where Shimon's presence would rid the water appreciably and provide a benefit worth some money to Reuven. Um, what about sleeping in the same bed, says the Mishnah? Yes, they can sleep in the same bed. But Rabbi Huda points out, and Rabbi Huda's not arguing with the Tanakhama, he's just explaining. It's true they can sleep in the same bed, but that's only, like say on the, under the same blanket, whatever you call it, that's only um, in the summer, when it, things are warm. But not in the colder months, literally the rainy months, but the cold months, which go hand in hand in the Mediterranean, of course. Cold and rain, rain only happens in the cold season. Because if it's cold out and you have someone in there to warm up your bed for you, that is uh, certainly a benefit, and that's the kind of benefit someone would pay for, like a hot water bottle type thing. That being the case, Shimon can't do it um, if his body heat is giving a direct financial benefit to Reuven. What about eating together? Yes, they can do masiv, that's haseba is like reclining, if you I'm sure you're aware, like we talk about in the Pesach Seder, in the time of the Mishnah, they ate kind of lying on like a chaise long, like kind of like couches around the table. Um, and that being the case, the question is, can they sit on the same couch together? Says the Mishnah, yes, they can. Umesiv imo alamita, you might have thought that since perhaps they'll fall asleep after the meal, that would come to them lying down together in the same place, and that'd be winter and warming them up. Uh, don't worry about that, not a problem. Um, and more than that, they can eat at the same table. Now we're talking about sitting up, presumably. Um, the point here is, you might have thought we're afraid that Reuven and Shimon will share food. And if Shimon gave food to Reuven, then that would be, of course, um, a financial benefit, which would be forbidden. Why would you think that? Because there is a halacha that if, let's say, um, two people are sitting at a table, uh, one can't eat milk and one and the other eat meat, um, at the same table without some kind of hecker, some sort of divider, or, the, or something that reminds them that they're separate meals that can't be mixed up, because we're afraid that the two people sitting together, one will sample from the other and mix the meat, sorry, one will eat milk uh, after eating meat. So since you see there is such a concern, people will share food, 
um, you might have thought it's forbidden for them to sit at the ta- same table, lest Shimon share food with Reuven, but we're not afraid of that. The reason why is because even strangers may sit together and eat milk and meat without some kind of hecker dividing them. The reason why is because we're not afraid that a person would give a stranger food of his, for goodness sakes, and um, the assumption is that these people have a netter between them restricting benefit. They're worse than strangers. They're actually enemies, ostensibly. And that being the case, we're not afraid they're going to share food, and therefore they can sit together at the same table. But um, that means they each have their own plate, so they're not sharing foods. Aval minha tamchui. What happens if they're sitting together and being served from a common serving plate? Tamchui is like a serving platter. So now there's a concern that, you know, there's not enough food to go around. And let's say Shimon, um, he holds back from taking the last, you know, drumstick because he wants to not be rude, but then Shimon's going to be foregoing a drumstick that Reuven gets, which is a financial benefit. Or maybe even, you know, Shimon has got good manners, doesn't want to take the nicest steak on the platter. So then by him deferring and not taking it, Reuven does get it, a benefit to Reuven. And therefore, if they're eating from the same platter, um, so then uh, it's going to be forbidden. As the Nisha says, Avalom and Atamchui. Aval, however, that assumes that there's like a limited supply on the platter. But if there's essentially effectively an unlimited supply, and there's more food than people need, and there'll be a surplus, that at the end of their eating session, there'll still be food on the platter that goes back to the kitchen, back to the owner. So then there's no reason to think that, you know, Shimon's going to hold back from eating and benefit Reuven because anyways, he can eat as much as he wants. It's not a problem. There's no shortage. That being the case, Aval ochel hu imo, but Shimon could eat with Reuven from the same platter, minatam chui hachoser, with the kind of tam chui which goes back meaning goes back to the owner, not empty of all food. So since that's a roundabout way of saying a platter that has more food than is going to be eaten anyways. Now, lo yochal imo min ha'evosh shelfnei ha'polim. An avos is a, a manger, a feeding trough, and it's really a, w- a word that applies to animal feeding troughs. So it's a borrowed term here. The idea is we're talking about polim workers. When people are workers, like physical laborers, you know, when it's time to eat, they're starving. They eat a lot, eat ravenously. And the owner who's providing the food would provide them with like a common like serving area, you know, like one big pot of soup and one big you know platter of whatever you know a big where he puts all the food, um, or like you know a big gigantic I don't know whatever it is I'll call it a trough whatever he's serving them all in large amount of food they're being served from together. It's not an avos in truth because they're not animals, but the idea is it's like that kind of because they eat like animals. That's the reference to the Mishnah. So again, the thought is even though there's a huge amount of food in the in the common feeding utensil. And that's by design, of course, because the employer wants everyone to eat their fill because they're working, they need their strength. So you would think that in such a situation, since there's so much food in the plant, in the feeding, shared feeding container, it's got a status like a tamchui hachoser, and it should be permitted. But the mission is saying, no, it's not permitted. It says, lo yochal imo min polim. And the reason why is because since they're polim workers and ravenous, um, they eat a heck of a lot, and it could well be that they can eat as much as is put in front of them. And that would be the case, the same concern as before, that like any platter, and that's not the chazer, someone will hold back, Shimon will hold back, giving Reuven extra food. Um, a similar kind of thought, what about working together in the same line? So we're talking here about, in this last part of the Mishnah, about hoeing the field, like let's say in a, or in a vineyard, let's say. So to... When you hoe, so you work together in a line, and each person's like, you know, softening the earth to put in seeds. So if you're in front of me in the line, and you start hoeing ahead of me, you break the earth and make it easier for me. So that's a that's definitely a benefit. So if Shimon were ahead of the line, and Reuven's following him, by Shimon doing, you know, plowing, hoeing ahead of Reuven, it makes Reuven's life easier. That's certainly a benefit. So our mission here says, They can't work together on that same omen. Omen means like... um like a line, like a furrow, like the same row that they're hoeing together. 
since one will make it easier for the second. That's Divre Meir. Meir holds that's the case. Um, but the Cham Omrim also Barichok Mimenu, sorry, Barachok Mimenu, the Cham say, well, it depends. If they're next door to each other, then yeah, it's for sure going to be a problem, like Rav Meir says. But if they're going to be far apart, so then there's no reason to think that, you know, Shimon's hoeing, you know, 50 yards up the field has any benefit to Reuven, therefore it's going to be permitted. Um, Rav Meir doesn't even let that because he's afraid right now they're 50 meters apart, but the next thing you know, they'll get close together later on in the day, whatever the story is, or whatever it is, and then it'll turn out that Shimon is actually benefiting Reuven by hoeing and softening the earth ahead of him, and therefore Rav Meir says it's forbidden. Uh, presuming the halacha here uh, would not be like Reb Meir, but rather like the Chachamim, which is we're lenient if they're not hoeing close to one another.